Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, a podcast where we give movies a second look, a second chance, second take, if you will. I'm your host, Preston Jenkinson, and joining me is my co-host, Jake Twido. Hey, hey, hey. We are back after a week off. and Yeah, my fault. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I'll we let you know co- I did not get shot in Chicago while I was That's gone. That's good. So, yeah, That's always you know. good. It's nice to come back from a good vacation and watch X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. This is like the most we were talking before we started recording. This is the most aggressively mediocre movie. Yeah. I'm I'm blanking right now. We watched something that was just like the worst movie we've ever watched because it was just so boring. We couldn't even talk about the movie at all on the podcast. Hardly. I think it was Death Note, wasn't it? No, it was before that, but this oh, replaces um, whatever. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yes, yeah. This replaces that as bland. Like, Hashtag justice for Johnny. Hey, dude. Oh, man. Okay. Update Preston, this is my, my favorite part of the uh, segment <laughs> of the podcast. You heard what Heard said. Uh, heard <laughs> saw, be dropping turds. Heard is a turd. <laughs> I saw a segment today. <laughs> Like, apparently she leaked a video to TMZ. Yeah. And she's like, I don't even know how to leak stuff. And like 30 minutes later, she's like, oh, if I wanted to leak something, I would have done it so much better than this. I would have done it so good. (laughs) And the dude, Johnny Depp's lawyers, like, I love it. They're just like, so you're telling us you know how to do it then. You just said under oath you didn't know how. Right. Or the guy that was her witness looking at the... uh, cell phone pictures that had definitely been photoshopped and the guy's yeah. like the metadata says it's the same picture it's been altered and he's like under oath you admit that and he goes it has not 10 minutes later he's like could have been <laughs> that's perjury and then there See was ya. that that psychiatrist that she that her team brought in that was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's a she doesn't have PTSD <laughs> yeah uh, Camille Vasquez. This can... Oh my God! <sighs> Yell at me all you want, lady. Gosh. <laughs> and this concludes our segment of <laughs> Heard the Turd. Back to our segment. But uh, the last, the last thing we'll touch on about it. Uh, Do you see the uh, TMZ guy? Is that the, the guy movie? that insulted her? Yeah. Insulted the. Yeah, dude. Whew. She's like, "This is your 15 minutes of fame," and he's like. Same, same you about took you. this case. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I don't like TMZ, but in that moment, I was rooting for it. That, like, that yeah, guy, right. he got my respect after that. Like, yeah, money. Yeah, I, I guess like I haven't. I guess I'm used to like criminal lawsuit courts, like stuff like that. Not this. Yeah, so you can say a little bit more stuff, and it's okay. But it's still like shocking. If this was a like, murder trial, cool. you couldn't have like comebacks and oh yeah, they would make haul you off, man. Yeah. That'd be uh I don't even remember what the charge is, but yeah, you'd get hauled off. But uh let's No one in this movie got hauled off. They all got paid and cried the whole time while yeah. Disney we, let everyone we, know they're done. <laughs> we pivot to uh our subject of today, which is <laughs> X-Men Dark Phoenix, and the story is Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into the Dark Phoenix, causing the X-Men to decide if her life is worth more than all of humanity. I know 
I love X Men. Like that, mm-hmm. would, I love it. I'm so tired of this story. You know, like the yeah. '90s cartoon was dope. They should have never done it again. They hit it out the park. Leave it. Who yeah. cares about this? And also, my, my problem that I've had with all of the X Men movies, uh, Charles and Eric are enemies through the whole movie and then become friends at the end. And then in the next movie, they're enemies again immediately. Yeah. I, you know, and I don't know. There's a lot of this. It's like, I have to imagine they realized they were getting bought out and just said, F it. Well, yeah, we're when they were making, they, they were in the middle of making this when Disney bought Fox. So yeah. I, mm. And they reshot the entire ending, um, which I'm not going to lie, man. I, I watched this and went, I don't, Doctor Strange 2 spoiler. So anyone listening, just you should have 10 seen seconds, now 20. If you wanted to. Yeah, it sucks <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seeing Patrick Stewart in that movie, hearing the theme, I got amped. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I want X Men. Which I watched this and said, I'm, I don't want to see it. I'm good. They never did that through the entire run of these X Men movies. They never used that theme once. And I think that's part of my problem. Like, why wouldn't you tap? That's their theme. Like, like, granted, the a, score of this is phenomenal. This is there's yeah. three things that made this movie. It's McAvoy. Uh oh my gosh, well, my Fazbender, Zimmer. That's it. Nothing else. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, man, he did the score. Oh, he just does everything, I guess. Oh yeah, it's a beaut. <laughs> I mean, like it is. Uh, I, I like watched it. I forgot. I didn't know he did it. And I started listening again. I watched it today and I was like, that's Hans Zimmer. That's yeah. definitely Hans Zimmer. And it was like, oh man, this is incredible. What a bad movie for him to do though. Like yeah. give me some uh, positive reviews though, apart from my bashings here. Well, the most positive <laughs> review that I could find uh, is by Jim Vavoda from IGN. And he says, Dark Phoenix is ultimately yet another fumbled take on the classic saga from the Marvel comics, albeit one that side plots of The Last Stand. Hold on. Albeit one without the side plots of The Last Stand. Add it to the jarringly uneven latter half and some underdeveloped cosmic villains, and Dark Phoenix is fortunate to have not fully ended the X-Men's current big screen run on the completely down note. Which yeah, when that's with your that, best but... positive review. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's>... like <laughs> after twenty something <laughs> years, like the the franchise just went. Just <laughs> skip the negative because that's already uh, <laughs> to well, tell you enough. Jake Cole from Slant Magazine said the film is all too fitting whimper of a conclusion to a franchise that never remotely fulfilled its potential. I think watch like I did. You like the first trilogy x-men movies i liked the first two movies i did too i didn't mind them i there's stuff that i wish they did different but like overall i I think when we talked about uh god garbage i don't even remember we talked about one thing that's like this was previous to iron man like there was not a lot of superhero movies so you're watching them and it's like this is the stuff man this is Mm -hmm. it but I don't know. I, I yeah. This is the first movie that was not reliant on Wolverine, though. 
of the X-Men movies. I love the quote of why. Hugh Jackman and... Uh, what is um, Patrick Game of Thrones girl's name? Oh, uh, Sophie Turner. Thank you. Their age difference was so much they couldn't yeah. do it. Which I'm like, eh, yeah, but haven't you already set up that Wolverine's kind of immortal? He was he already like a hundred something years older than Gene anyway. But like, and like I, I guess for the actors themselves, it would have been. That's cool. But let's talk think, about Magneto and Charles Xavier and Beast. They don't age. It's the 90s. Yeah. They look like they did in the like 70s. Yeah, James McAvoy looks the same way he did in X-Men First Class. Which I'm going to say it again. Hey, that guy. That's the best X-Men like movie, it. by the way. First Class? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It was good. But McAvoy and uh, Fassbender, mm. there are not many people that can act without talking. There are so yes. many facial expressions the two of them give. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, that is incredible. Mm. And then two seconds later, you've got the Dazzler dancing, being an idiot. And it's like, this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Right. This movie should have been two movies. It should have been like the end of X-Men Apocalypse. Should have had half this movie. And then the other half should have been focusing on other stuff. But like the movie starts and you get the backlog, which every superhero, their parents die in a car crash. Oh, yeah. Of course. You have to so wonderful. Parents. But then you get to, you know, you get the shift to the the space launch. Man, it goes so fast. Like, I feel like in a normal movie, you'd spend 30 minutes building up to going to space. But no, this is like, we're going to space. Someone says, we can't do that. They still go. It's right. And he has a, he has a, a phone. It's an X phone that's connected directly to the president. Who? President? What president is that? I know it's alternate history, but like it's like a Reagan Clinton matchup. Like he's smoking cigars and not shoving them somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I caught that on the tail end and slowed it down. (laughs) But yeah, that. But this is weird. This is the first X Men movie that I don't. The comics I should remember. Like X Men are celebrated in this movie, like yeah. they are the Avengers, you know. And it's like, when did that happen? What the heck? Like sometime between Apocalypse and this movie, like so that that messes me up. Like I'll go ahead and get my nerd stuff out the way. I'm just waiting for the X Men movie. That's the uh, like Genosha stuff and the Sentinels and like they're in prison. Like, Which hopefully give me all with, that stuff. with Marvel Studios, I think we will. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, that. I'm hopeful. But it's just insane, man. That whole go to space thing. Yeah. All that seems garbage. And I, you know, look, I'm a definitely a fan of uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's an okay actress. She's a great she actress in some things. Was done with this franchise. <laughs> you watch, I mean, like, you, you watch her tell. performance. Her character is done I mean, she's, with life. She's trying, but she's not like. She's trying to let you know she's done. She's putting in effort acting wise, but like she's done. I forgot they killed her off and it was like, oh yeah, that that's in a right. Trailer when this movie was coming out, like that was in a trailer. See, I got confused because I was like, oh, they're going to explode Charles Xavier. That was another X-Men movie. That but, was in uh, Last Stand, I believe. 
They uh, also being a nerd again. When was Mystique Raven? Whatever. When was she ever a good person? Just in first, in that first class continuity. I don't get that that crap. Like that was before she got Hunger Games. Was it really? Yeah, first class came out right before Hunger Games, and that's when she blew up. And after she blew up, Fox was like, "Oh, we can't make her a villain." That's what I think. Yeah, screw that. They should have like we've got Jennifer Lawrence. We can't make her a villain. Which Uh, nowadays that's not a thing. I think. Don't kill the mocking Jay Fox. <laughs> but you get that stupid. I mean, like, I got so annoyed. If you can't tell, I didn't enjoy this movie, but yeah, I got so annoyed right away. That space mission. You've got uh, Quicksilver. You got Nightcrawler, which Nightcrawler and Gambit. It's my favorite too, and Cable. But you got those two guys in space. Yeah. Why can't all this stuff be resolved in an instance. There's no question. So like, and also Quicksilver, this movie sucks for him. They make him an idiot. They make him Chris Pratt and guardians of galaxy. He's barely in this movie. I don't know, man. Like some of the previous X-Men of that series, some of the craziest things was him doing stuff. And it's like, this is awesome. So you belittled him right away. How are they breathing in that ship though? Like, because they make a um, big stink about like it's not meant for like space, but once it gets into yeah. space, Nightcrawler and Quicksilver are just like breathing in people's mouths the whole time. Yes, like you don't see it because they move so fast, but that's what's yeah. going on. It'd be poofing back and forth between this out of control <laughs> spaceship, and it's just like, all right. I was I was kind of excited, like when I remember when I first saw this movie, not when I watched it the other day, but it's like, oh. We're finally doing space stuff with X-Men. Yeah. Okay. I forgot they went to space. Today I was pumped. I went, oh man, I forgot. This is going to be good. Yeah, they, no. they went to space a lot, all the time. Like, on at least on the the cartoon, like the animated yeah. series. Like, they went to space and... Um, Which, hey, actually easy, uh, X- easy plug. Watch that entire 90s cartoon run. Apart from the last season when they changed animators... Is remarkable, man. Which like, is getting a continuation with the original cast and everything. Oh, I didn't know it was the original cast on Disney Plus. X Men. I didn't know that. I knew that was coming, but I know. Ah, oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, which, which I think that Xavier in Multiverse of Madness is that Professor X. God, oh, man. Probably. I mean, I wish his head didn't like balloon pop open. Yeah. What a sick. I mean, like. Mm. But one thing I did like about this movie is Charles Xavier is not this, you know, perfect guy who's like a Gandalf, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. He's I, arrogant I and loved it. Way more like Professor X from the animated series and the comics. Like, he's smart and likes to show people he's smart and he's got a little bit of a temper. Yeah, he's not omnipresent. He's not God. I love I was watching this. I'll say this for this. And again, I'm going right back to uh, James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's his stuff, the writing, but like, man, like later you f- fully, it's like, yeah, Charles Xavier is kind of screwed up. Yeah. Like he, well, he has child soldiers. Not perfect. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of wish they uh, touched on that harder, but. And is he adopting 
like the younger children like Jean Grey, when he picks them up, is he adopting them? Uh, man, I think I think they just go missing. Okay. I don't think he adopts them. But somebody, like in I the, think somebody knows that he has them. Like I feel like somebody yeah. has to. I think for Jean Grey, yeah, I think he adopts her because the family's dead. So gotcha. Takes her, but the other people, like other kids that he kind of takes in, I think it's like a uh, boarding school situation. Gotcha. Long term boarding school. Um, I'll tell you this: something I absolutely hated. Never thought I'd say this. The moon stuff. You see storm, mm-hmm. which. How are you controlling weather stuff in space? That is exactly a note that I have written down. How I is she controlling weather in space? I want to make sure that I call this out that I watched it and went, Holly Berry's in this. Because I heard Storm <laughs> wasn't paying full attention. And I was like, that's awesome. I was so disappointed it wasn't her later. Not that that actress didn't do okay. No, it's that girl from X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. I, mm. Which Storm was there, a villain in that? What the hell? Like, That's know. what I thought, too. And I was like, hold on here. Like, I thought they, you know, screwed that up too, but... Anyway, Gene gets sucked in by the the Phoenix Force. Preston, I'm glad you picked up on that because no one else in this entire movie realizes that happened. Yeah, like, they see this this fiery cloud coming for him and then it starts going for her and it just, she just sucks it all in. There is and so much stupid speculation of, like, maybe she's just off. I don't know. Like you saw it, this cloud hit her, right? Well, they, I, I guess they didn't really see it go into her. They just saw it pass over her. And yeah. then, but there's a shot of it like getting sucked into something in that ship. And you kind of have to assume it's her, I think. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, God. But like, she gets the powers. They come home. They start. Is this where, like, they. They, yeah, they analyze her. Hank analyzes her. And he's like, yeah. your power ratings are off the chart. I'm like, <laughs> well, what is a power rating? What is Wait. this bullcrap? The, there's something different in your genetics. But you know what? All your vitals are okay. So you can go back upstairs. It's fine. Hey, I'm Nicholas Holt. I got other things to do. I'm cool. <laughs> I mean, like, this entire movie seems like a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm done with this. We don't care. I, I think he, he was as well. Like. Yeah. Also, I mean, their contracts were over. Yeah. Beast does not get to shift back and forth. I'm sorry. No, That's I crap. hate that. I absolutely, again, back to the 90s cartoon, does it the best. You know, why? What, yeah. It, it, that, that's like a, that's like the reboot of um, RoboCop. Yeah. RoboCop, RoboCop. He doesn't just take his helmet off. Like, it's stuck. Yeah, the latest movie of it, it's like, oh, I can be a human again all of a sudden and have a family. Well, no, I dude, mean, you're a robot. I don't hate that movie. <laughs> no, I don't either. Actually, can, I don't. He's, it's like a visor kind of deal. I mean, Steve Spurrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get, but we get back, and then yeah. Charles is like, "Oh, yay! The X Men saved the day, and everyone gets the day off of school." Him and which it's like three thirty, yeah. So like the days are over. 
But you get that stupid party scene after that, right? Where they go teleport in the woods, slam some brewskis. You get some ridiculous cameo characters that no one cares about partying. Was that supposed to be a pop singer or something? Like that was. I think they thought people were going to be excited about Dazzler. Is that who that like, was? No, like, yeah. That's, the, like you that give would, us, that's uh, who the character was. Yeah, Dazzler. Okay. Who cares, dude? Uh, at least they're not trying to make Jubilee happen. Well, I was about to say, like, I think they wanted Jubilee, but no. That actress no. made a good decision not being in or either she just wasn't called Ooh, man, back. She she killed that thing <laughs> off. But you do get the uh I think that's when um Jean Grey goes out of control the first time. Oh yeah. And then you find out that Charles has suppressed or blocked her memory. Of her dad being alive still. Yeah. And that's when you get the first, like, uh, Charles Xavier. Yeah, he's screwed up, dude. He's Which messed up. Of, he's not just a pacifist. He's a mess. It's the same story as The Last Stand, really. Like, he put these mental blocks on her to keep. But in that, in that, like, she already had this force inside of her. And which another thing that's confusing, in X-Men Apocalypse, at the end of that, she does that little thing where she walks the on the ledge. And, and there's fiery stuff around her. I was like, okay, does she already have it? But then in this movie, they go into space and then she gets it. But the X-Men movies have never been one for continuity. So and that's where I think like this should have been the end of that movie. They should have just left that as a cliffhanger and then done this kind of, you know, like um, Raven Mystique, whatever. Raven sounds stupid. She (laughs) should have died at the end of the last movie. And that's how it ends. It's like Jennifer Lawrence realizing like, oh, I've lost control. Jennifer Lawrence was done in that last movie too. Like she's like, I Did don't. She, I mean, she quit acting after this movie, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like she's she come back now, kinda. But the last thing, I mean, the only thing I remember since this is "Don't Look Up" from last December. Yep, that's the first one back. Yeah, I think. Well, I think she had a baby too. I think she got married and she got, oh, a, ba- did she she? got a baby. Or yeah, she had. Uh-huh. A, she at least had one baby. Well, good for her. Yeah, but. Yeah, so you she goes realize she has the block un unleashed because she's powerful now. Yeah, and goes and sees her dad, and he's like, "I, uh, you killed your mom. Go get away from me." And you get the dumbest battle of the century: the X Men <laughs> versus Jean Grey. Oh my! I'm gonna tell you, was... dude. Like they just nuke so many characters. Like Quicksilver again. Like your hero of the past ones. She neutralizes them. Like she can't move that fast. That's not her power, but ah. And well, before all of this, we get what was supposed to be scrolls mm. until Captain Marvel came out. Did not realize <laughs> that was what it's supposed to be until today. And I went, Fox Oh, that makes sense. Did not know what characters they owned and what they didn't. <laughs> In the and I think script, that should ex- directly tell you. Why Fox should never have had this entire thing? Yeah, like, but in the original script, it was they were scrolls because they were shape shifting aliens, and that's what these are. And they never explain what race of aliens these are. They're just generic shape shifting aliens. They're and uh, also the, the most the most useless bad guys in this whole movie because Jessica Chastain just follows Jean Grey around for the rest of the movie. And is trying to get the Phoenix power from her and is manipulating her, which 
I feel like you could still have, first of all, you have another redhead, okay? You just have yeah. her be the physical manifestation of the Phoenix Force that only Jean Grey can see, and she's being manipulated by the Force. That's when I rewatched this. I, my memory coming into it was, oh, yeah, there's that like person no one else can see, and only she can. It's the Phoenix Force. Nope, everybody can see her. That would have been such a better movie. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you said that. Like, yeah, you got comments. We should write the next X-Men movie. <laughs> we could do better than these scrubs. Yeah. And then we'll make $10 million. Dollars. That. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But and we'll yet. meet Holly Berry. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. we'll do it, man. You ever watch Swordfish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call a callback. Uh, uh <laughs> sorry. So, uh, I've seen I've um, seen Monsters Ball too, so you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you get. But here's my biggest problem. So, yeah, Mystique, Raven, Jennifer Lawrence. She gets to exit finally. She gets killed. Preston in this entire series. Why would Jean Grey go see Magneto? Why? There's no reason. It's the, you know, it, it, she, there's that stupid piece of dialogue where she, it's like, oh, you quit killing people. How did you stop? All right. First of I all, put a nicotine he, patch on girl. Yeah. He's not possessed like you are. Yeah. And you know, you are. So like, just go fly out into space and burn yourself up and suffocate to also, spare us all the rest of this movie. Preston, how did Magneto fly in his introduction? Okay. Can Magneto you... can create magnetic fields around himself, and that's what he uses. So we can iron himself. in the air, let some fly? Yeah. Well, he can, create, mag- he can, a part of his power is being able to create a magnetic field. Okay. Well, and I'll, he uses I'll that, roll with that to fly. That was a dope introduction, is all I got to say, though. That, like, the Hans Zimmer score, it's the Magneto score that they have. Him just, no one can see what I'm doing with my hands. This is a podcast. Put your hand in front of your face and go forward. That was awesome. Like, I was back in. I went, oh, yeah, forgot he's in this movie. What a good actor. But at, Please but, be James Bond. Go ahead. <laughs> this is right before, this is right after she has killed Raven so unceremoniously. And it's then, almost like they wanted her gone. Yeah, or she <laughs> wanted to be gone and was like, please write me out of this movie. <laughs> but so, after, after problem, the funeral... Go okay, ahead. Go, uh, after the I, funeral, Hank and, and Professor Xavier have a discussion in the kitchen. Uh, is that when they have the liquor breaking bottle yes. ceremony? Okay. Yeah, that was a good moment. And it's like, yeah. Hank has been his best friend. Calls him out and is like, you screwed up. Never has happened in any other movie. Mm -mm. Period. I don't know if there's been a reason to, but it's like, yeah, because he's been too perfect. Like that, they every they everyone that writes these movies has written him like as this perfect Gandalf like figure. Yeah, that that's one of the only good things this movie did. Like you painted it right. Good job. Granted, the beast is supposed to be a beast when he's telling that, so it kind of supposed to be blue and furry. And um, wearing a speedo. Well, he doesn't have to. No, wearing a speedo, Preston. If he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. 
Um, do you know the island that uh, Magneto Eric is staying on? No, it's Genosha. Are you serious? Yeah, no, yeah. The movie makes that Genosha. Uh huh. <sighs> I didn't know that until today, and I just was like, "Oh, screw this movie!" Like, I'm not trying to be a raving nerd, but opposite God, of man. Genosha. Yeah, I, that was like a we got to put some kind of tie into somewhere. There is an island called Genosha. Yeah, yeah. do it. After, you know, the military shows up and she's rejected by Magneto. She's sitting in the bar disguising herself as an old man. And then Jessica Chastain walks in and says, I know who you are, Gene. And I'm here. My to- dad's Ron Howard. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I thought that was her the whole time until that point. <laughs> nah, that's Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> I thought it was Bryce Dallas Howard. And then I went, no, that's Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Yeah. Yeah. but but what a dumb like i'm gonna tell you everything now you're gonna listen to me now you're my best friend yeah Uh, you're so powerful let me show you my origin story we followed this thing around isn't that so wonderfully boring of a backstory i'm a nameless alien whose nameless planet got destroyed by this force Aren't I so I, mysterious? I love this the the visual of there's the X Men craft with the wave coming through, and here's our spaceships. Yeah, invisible range of their stuff. You just didn't see us. Like, come on. First time director and writer on this movie. Really? Was it long time producer of the X Men movies? First Was time director Simon Kinberg. Yes. Like ah, Avi, I didn't realize. Okay. Like Avi Arad with Spider-Man. He's been a part of everything good and bad with X-Men. All I got to say is uh, X-Men. I mean, Triple X, State of the Union. He wrote Triple X Part 2, baby. Are you serious? Yeah, but you know, he, prolu- he produced. He he's produces some like good stuff. A lot of. Well, I think he just happens to work for Fox and is a producer for X-Men. So he has to be put in the credits. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm I don't think right he's now. one of those producers that, that makes a decision every day. No. About no. He's just hanging out and partying. Yeah. He's just like. I mean, like oh, I'm. Yeah. I'm looking at this like. Oh, Fantastic Four, the newest one. Yeah. Deadpool, The Martian. I'm and I'm going to tell you my favorite X movie might be Logan. It's not really uh, X Men. Absolutely. But like that's beautiful, which is my problem with. All this other stuff, like you had a perfect exit of so much stuff. Why did you keep making this movie? Money, baby. Don't worry, the new mutants comes out a year later, and <laughs> we'll forget about how bad this movie was. Jeez, that, and that movie was supposed to come out in what twenty seventeen? Yeah, and yeah. it didn't come out till like the pandemic. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yep. They released it then so people could blame the pandemic for how bad it was. I think it was like straight to Hulu or something. Almost, yeah. I think it was in theaters for a week. I remember uh, seeing it. Like yeah. on demand for a week, and then it yeah. was rentable. Wow. But, God, I mean, like, that entire scene is when I really gave up on this again. With the alien conversation. Yeah. Then you get the uh, 
New York fight. Like Hank gets ticked off, leaves and teams up with Magneto. Yeah. And like, I'm not trying to be a nerd. I'm not trying to be like a yelling <laughs> fanboy, but it's, it's beast, man. You know, like this stuff doesn't line up from what everyone's ever known. Mm. Also, it's you been do get, 30 years and you still look the same. Yeah, there's some bullcrap here. Like, they should have switched actors. Just should have done it, it. It boggles the mind. You get the dumbest fight scene I've ever seen of Magneto's people and everybody else. He brings the train car up, which that was really cool. But Magneto, there's like 500 cars around you. Yeah. Why did you have to do that? And I'll give Michael Fassbender some credit. So he brings that train up and walks into that hotel. And that's all practical. And stuff was like hitting Michael. Okay. The train coming into the hotel is practical. Yeah. And Michael Fassbender's getting dinged with stuff. Debris that wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to. Dude, cool as a cucumber. You didn't even pick up on it. I, it I paused it, rewound it, and it was like, he's getting hit hard on stuff. And he's just moseying in. Also, but you get how much would it suck to, you know, you're a mutant and you have abilities and you get whip hair. Yeah, you, you they really hair. went way out of their way to make him seem dangerous. <laughs> Menacing. Like, there's a, dude, there's a dumb frame where he like cuts up some metal bars. and He's like, I mean, business. And it's like, this is you stupid. Suck. <laughs> get a haircut, you hippie. <laughs> Like, all we've got to do is cut your hair. Like, worthless. Also, I've never hated the character Cyclops more than I've this. always hated Cyclops. He's a little... He seems like a big crop. When I was a little kid, Bitch. I loved him because he shot lasers. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, yeah, dude, he's just... He's a little punk, stupid. dude. He is just a a-hole jock. Yeah. Gambit's where it's at, dude. Go go down to the bayou, get you some of that crawfish and do a little gambling, do a little bit of that. Um, but all these people try to kill Gene and then people trying to... And then the dumbest moment I've ever seen in a movie, possibly. Charles is like, I will do anything to, to save you or whatever and protect you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, get up and walk to me. He's like, you know I can't do that. Oh, I knew you were going to go with it. She lifts him up out of his wheelchair and he walks up the steps like a marionette puppet. I have not seen the cinema sense for this. I know there's one. I can guarantee you there's a comment or a joke about a lap dance. If (laughs) probably not where I was going, but you're probably right. Yeah. If she's that powerful, why didn't you make him walk like a perfect human being? Yes. Yeah, like, Instead, you like crip walked him the whole way up. Like somebody had somebody wrote that down. They had to figure out how to do it. They shot it. A lot of people looked at it and said, "Yes, that's going into the final cut." <laughs> Which I have to blame James McAvoy. What a great actor. I'm sure they yeah. all said, what a performance. We're going to leave that in here. If it's like, no, dude, this is stupid. Like, this is you, just dumb. you sure this isn't insensitive at all? No? Okay. Th- that was the other thing. Like, I know I'm not PC at all, Preston. If you mean, can't tell yeah. from my many comments, but there's a part of me that's like, 
There's a line. There's a line, and I think this one kind of crossed it. Yeah. A little bit. And it's like, man, I, mm, I I felt uneasy watching it. Like, you shouldn't have done that. No. Just shouldn't have done it. Like, Deadpool no. wouldn't even make a joke about that. And if, Or if he did, it'd be so over the top, you knew it was a joke. This yes. felt wrong. But this is like, like, this whole movie feels like it's this super serious, like, melodrama that is to be taken seriously. As and serious as Vin Diesel takes Fast and Furious. Oh, it's for my family. <laughs> this movie comes out uh, after Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. It's like you've seen, like to me, like Deadpool is some nerd's going to listen to this and really kill us. But Deadpool is an X-Men. Yes. Kinda. That's how I view it. Like, they're in the same universe. I know it's all Marvel, but they're in the same universe. You've got dead, but like movie wise, you've got Deadpool, Deadpool tool, uh, tool. Wow. Deadpool <laughs> two. Oh my gosh. I just quit. Leave that in. <laughs> I will. Uh, like, funny, play the character up perfect. And you kind of have to think, like, guys, you had incredible box office success. X-Men Apocalypse came out after Deadpool 1. Didn't do the best. Logan came out in between them. It's hard, violent, crazy. Did good. Deadpool 2 comes out. It's like, yeah, more funny stuff. This is great than this. It's like, there's no comedy. There's no lightheartedness. It's like, we're going to be a very serious drama. Doesn't work. Mm -mm. Watching a man... Walk up steps and like flounder. Uh, is not no. I, but, you know, I, honestly, I was like, does she kill him here? She's got to kill him. Does not. Honestly, I was not paying attention at this point in the movie. Uh, so I, all I do, <laughs> next time I look up, they're captured and on a train. No, I, you know what? I feel better because I tuned out. Yeah, and the MCU captures them. The Mutant control unit. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think that was added after the fact. Oh, you know, it definitely was because this was being shot in the middle of the deal with. Like, how funny is that? Like, the MCU is going to steal our people. Because that whole train sequence was a reshoot. Because in the original script, like, there was supposed to be this huge cosmic battle where everyone was going to be in space. And then Captain Marvel came out and they were like, oops. <laughs> when, um, and I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm being dead honest. There's a part of I blacked out because it was bad action. Yeah. Like none of it was good. Some of the, some of the train sequence was actually really cool. Well, you know what? You want to know why? Who did it? It's a different director, but I don't know who. Okay, I, it had to be. I mean, you could tell different director had totally to do this. different from the rest of the movie. The um, I, you know, the positive thing about this, whoever was the DP or director of photography of this, should get an award. There is some awesome, and that scene especially, some fast camera moves mm-hmm. going back and forth. And I was like, man, this is phenomenal. I rebounded it and was like, huh. Everything before that, like when people were having a conversation, is just like over-the-shoulder shots. Like nothing... Yeah interesting in conversation scenes like nothing at all 
But this Dude, is like, that entire scene, I know I just said like it sucked. I did just say that, but it sucks, but it's the better filming than the rest of it. Of the movie. That gets it like a letter grade up, honestly, for me, because it was incredible. Just I don't know how they shot some of that. Sorry, I have the hiccups. So <laughs> I will uh, apologize now. But ah, man, it was incredible. I mean, like you get the like the Jean Grey is going to have redemption and save her friends at this point. She melts the daggum harnesses off. After which, her and Charles have a, a conversation in their mind palace. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, man. Just the most ridiculous thing in the world. I mean, what Sherlock did it. Sherlock yeah. Holmes, the BBC version. Awesome. That's what I. That's what I call that when I see like anything in a mu- movie where like they're having a conversation in the mind. That's just so. I mean, like, I really feel like they gave up, and I know they reshot the ending completely. Yeah. So I don't know when that reshoot occurred. Like you just said, they reshot the train sequence, right? Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be in space. It was like the finale was supposed to take place in space, and then a year before it was supposed to come out, Captain Marvel came out, and they were like, "Oh, whoops." <laughs> I mean, like, the ending of this movie is the perfect reason to hate this movie it's just like, kind of like the, the perfect fart well, we in the this. wind to the end of the fox x-men yeah she decides to uh sneeze sneeze oh my gosh she decides she's gonna uh end everything and kill herself i guess yeah which which you know like you see her in the end scene flying in space as the Phoenix. I don't get all that. I, I will tell you this. The last scene of this. And again, like you said, either before we started recording all this or the beginning, it's just a never ending thing of, Oh, Charles and Eric hate each other. At the end of it, yeah. they're best friends. Here we are again. But I will say like, man, I wish this entire movie was nothing but those two guys. Yeah. Those two actors, like, incredible. I watched that last scene and was hooked. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Why couldn't this movie have been this way the whole way? Just but even with those two trying like they are, like, as actors, I think I even think they're done with this. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fassbender, especially like he he didn't write it in. He tried his best. He did everything. But because he had a, there are definitely a, some moments a, of like, dude, screw this. He had a string of stinkers there for a little while. Which man, I don't, I don't get it. He's one of the best. I think he's one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah. But there was like the the snowman. Um. Oh, I forgot about snowman. Do not, yeah. do not he, say. Let's watch that man. He played a, a character. Assassin's Creed was in there too. Yeah, that's on my. I list. forgot he did that, that. That's on my list. I, there's some things I like about that movie. Um, I've never seen it, so I'm down. It, it's okay. What um, I mean, like he did. Uh, I didn't. No, I did watch Frank. Frank was good. He did Prometheus before that. Yeah, which that's not. A bad I don't movie. know. I just. I mean, I three hundred started him, but I see he him in Glorious Bastards. Alien Covenant is worth watching for the oh. where, where he acts against himself. That movie is worth watching for that scene. I'm pulling it up. What he's doing now? Cause I'm curious, and he teaches himself how to play the flute. He's doing Kung Fury 2. Yeah. 
that's coming out and this year or next year. This year. God, that's kind of depressing to see. <laughs> eh. That guy's too handsome to not do something cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, this movie, uh, it, said at the beginning, three things make this McAvoy, Fassbender, Zimmer. Yep. And I will say like, it's Zimmer's, it's, re- it's probably like top four for me of his works, but it doesn't fit the movie. No. His music makes you antsy the whole movie. Yeah. And not a lot happens. So. Which, what what was that? What was the movie where it's like he was credited, but like they just used his music? He didn't compose anything original. Um, what movie? It was the one we talked about. Was it Mission Impossible? Yeah, yeah, uh, Mission Impossible Two. Yeah, he yeah he no he did the he did it. He's credited and everything, but it's like at a lower level. Than yeah. all his other stuff because like a lot of other musicians did it, but yeah, he did Mission Impossible too, which biscuit baby. Yeah, that's not Limp Biscuit. I don't know why that's the voice. That was uh get down with the sickness, I guess. But love Papa Roach, I think it is. Tear my heart open just too far. But that I, you is... know it it sucks, man. It, to yeah. me, it, it sucks. They ended this thing with this. It, it like you should have that... let it die the one before. Yeah, it, it, you should have let it stop right there at at Logan, where she's tell you a story about the night I went and saw that movie with some friends. We got like I remember it was, we got had to get in the second row because the theater was full that night, and there were some teenagers right in front of us in the front row. And during the funeral scene for Professor Xavier, a little prick in front of me starts laughing. Yeah. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Boy, you don't make fun of bald people. Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart have been those characters since I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> Which, look, man. You don't I- laugh. Patrick Stewart, 100%. Hugh Jackman, I think he's fantastic. I don't think he's Wolverine, but that when I think Wolverine, that's what I see. I see Hugh Jackman. I was about to say, like when you think Wolverine now, you think... I think he's supposed to be shorter and Canadian. Hugh Jackman. He is. He's supposed to... He's like, in yeah. the comics, he's like literally five foot. Hey, uh, dead serious question. I know that we're, you know, it's X-Men related. Who do you think is going to play him? Oh, my God. I know um, who's supposed to be up for grabs, but... You remember the the guy on Raised by Wolves? Um, yeah, with the mullet. Yep, I think yep, he yep. would make a great Wolverine. You ever watch the show Letterkenny? No. Okay, there's this uh, comedian. Comedian, well, there's this Canadian TV show. It's on uh, Hulu called Letterkenny. It's a show about nothing. It's nothing but slang. But there's a main character on there that they did a petition for him to be it. Um, I was about to say I will send you a link to it. We'll let you want to look it up. His name is uh, what is his actual name? Jared Queso is his name. He plays Wayne in it. Okay. There was a uh, petition of he would be the perfect Wolverine. He's Canadian. He's short. 
and it made sense. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, no one knows who this guy is, but I think Daniel Radcliffe's going to get it. I I could see that, and I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, uh, my only thing is, I don't I don't see him doing another franchise thing again unless he really wants to. Yeah, he's. I I gotta hate it for that guy, man. Like, he's a good actor. I I really think he's an incredibly good actor. Yeah, yeah he got pushed but, into spotlight when he was twelve. Like, yeah, I don't envy him at all. It'll be interesting, man. I did not like this movie. I'm kind of done with X Men. Yeah, but I also love X Men. I mean, they're my favorite. Apart from Spider Man, it's like Spider Man and X Men. So. I'm kind of excited. Like, where are you going to go with stuff, man? Just give me the yellow suit. That's the end of our discussion of Dark Phoenix and the conclusion of the Fox X-Men franchise. Rest in peace, boys. Yeah, just a a solid five out of ten. Just a very middle-of-the-road movie. Uh, Yeah, I'd give it like a three. Yeah. Three, one point for McAvoy, Fastbender, and then one for Zimmer. <laughs> Everything else um, sucks. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around and sitting through our nonsense. Uh, since you've done that, leave a review wherever you can. Rate us, find us, subscribe, all that fun stuff. You can also send suggestions to secondtechmoviespod at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media on well, just Instagram, really, at secondtechmovies. Um, Jake, thanks for stopping by again. Hey, man. Uh, happy to stop by. Hated this, but boy, it's worthwhile. Yeah. And hey, if you're going to leave a review and you think I'm you know, a bigot or a racist, you just call it out. That's great. <laughs> Let me know so I can correct my behavior. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're willing to do that. Um, uh, for Jake, I'm going to say we will see y'all next week. <laughs>